We continue with the Daily Sports Feed on ESPN Harrisonburg. I am Dave Rigger. It's a pleasure to have you along. Let's talk some James Madison swimming and diving as head coach Dame Peterson inked a contract extension earlier this week that will keep him at the helm of the program through the 26-27 campaign. He joins me on the program right now. Hi, Coach Peterson. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming on. And congratulations. This is probably exciting for you, isn't it? Yes, very much so. Um, I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited. Um, it's always nice to be wanted and to uh, have security and uh, to know where you're going to be for the upcoming years and uh, and most importantly to be at a place that you love so much and be able to do what you love doing there. So, yes, it's very exciting. Well, and, and just talk about this. And I talked earlier in the week with Sean O'Regan, the women's basketball coach who signed an extension, and, and he talked about how, boy, it does mean a lot to have the administration believe in you. And is that something that you kind of feel the same way, that, that Mr. Bourne and, and the administration really believes in what you're doing? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, Mr. Bourne has been, I think, a phenomenal leader for our um, for our athletic program, and he's been a huge support of the swimming and diving program. And then also my sports supervisor, who me and Sean also share um, in that in that aspect as well. My sports supervisor is Jen Phillips, and she's been with swimming and diving for many many years um, throughout my time here. So um, just to have their support, um, their leadership, and you know to. Like I said, it's nice to be wanted and, and for them to be so supportive and, and to say, hey, we want you here and, and we want you to stay here and keep doing what you're doing. It's it's just I'm very appreciative. It's humbling. And, uh, you know, I'm just honored to be the head coach of this program. Absolutely. We're talking to Dane Peterson again. He signed a contract extension to be the swim and diving coach at JMU through the 26-27 campaign earlier this week. And, you know, Coach, I guess when when you started at JMU, this was your 16th season overall, your ninth as the head coach. I'm guessing you back then you didn't think you'd be around for this long, did you? I, I did not. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I thought a whole lot of anything. I was very, I was not very long term thinking back then. Right. Um, JMU was my first full time coaching job when I arrived as an assistant. I had previously been a graduate assistant at my alma mater. Uh, but obviously that was part-time, um, even though I was probably working full-time hours. Right. Um, but, you know, when I came to JMU, it was really like my foot in the door into the college coaching world. So I think, you know, probably looking back, I was probably thinking, all right, I'll put in three to four years. I'll, you know, I'll learn, I'll, I'll work hard, I'll, 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 I'll make my, my impact, leave a small footprint, and then go on to the next thing. And, um, you know, 16 years later, here I am on, a, on <laughs> you know, looking to looking to continue for four more years. So, um, yeah, it, and it, there's a lot of things that happened along that timeline that kept me here. You know, it wasn't just sure. one thing. It was, you know, very situational, you know, timeline, things going on in my professional and personal life. So, uh, yeah, it's been, it's, it's been an interesting journey. But if you had told me when I arrived in 2007, hey, in 2023, you're going to be signing another extension as the head coach, I probably would have said there's like less than a 3% <laughs> chance of that ever happening. So, uh, yeah, it, it's just funny how things work out. Some guy from Mississippi that went to Missouri, going to be at JMU for uh, the foreseeable future. Yeah, that, that probably wasn't on the timeline back then. But you mentioned your alma mater. And I came from um, – I covered the University of Missouri. I was out to, uh, covering Missouri Western, but covered the University of Missouri too. But talk about your time uh, at Mizzou. I'm, I'm guessing you enjoyed that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was there for a very long time, probably longer <laughs> than um, you know, when I left for college. Same thing as when I arrived here. My parents probably wouldn't have said, yeah, you're probably going to be at Missouri for seven years. Um, but I, I was. It was just I, I got my undergraduate there, and obviously I swam competitively. I swam collegiately for four years. Um, I double majored, 
so I went a fifth year undergrad because I, I realized later on that my first major communications probably, I didn't really want to go that way. And I thought I might become an English high school teacher. So I double majored in English because I had a minor in English. So that kept me my fifth year. Um, and then the, it was just kind of by happenstance, the graduate position came available at Missouri after I graduated undergrad. Um, and so I knew I wanted to go to grad school in education because I didn't have any education courses in undergrad. So I thought that would be a great way to kind of get myself accredited to become a teacher. So I went to grad school for English education and became the grad school coach. And then through coaching, that's kind of where my interest flip-flopped. You know, I kind of, I went to grad school and started coaching to help pay for grad school. And then while I was coaching, I realized that's what I wanted to do. So I stretched out my classes as long as they would let me so I could be there as long as possible to get as much coaching experience on my resume right. so I could get into the college coaching world. Well, that, I was going to ask you that. We're talking to Dana Peterson, again, the swimming and diving coach at, at JMU. Uh, I, I was wondering when that flipped or when you decided you wanted to be – some people grow up wanting to be a coach. You didn't do that. I mean, it, it took you a little time to kind of figure out. But uh, when, when you started that, that GA position, did you kind of fall in love and be like, man, I, I, I think this is the route I want to go? Yeah, it was, you know, I mean, of course, teaching and coaching, they're, they're, they're very synonymous. Right. Um, but I think one was, the I, I think, being in the athletic arena versus a classroom, I think that was definitely more attractive. Um, I'm a pretty active person. I don't sit still well. You know, I, don't, I, you know, I knew a, a desk job probably wasn't for me just because of my inability to be kind of, or my ability to be kind of restless and inability to sit still for a very long time. So I knew I wanted to be interactive. I knew I wanted to be, you know, a job where I could be moving around and things like that, which a classroom would have, would have been able, you know, would have allowed me to do, but something at college athletics, I think that really attracted me to coaching, um, being able to engage with athletes on the pool deck. Um, and I think also just seeing the sport from a different um, aspect. When I got done, um, swimming, when I, you know, used up all my eligibility and I retired, I had been swimming year round for 17 years at that point <laughs> in my life. So right. I, um, I was really burned out mentally yeah. more than anything. Um, you know, cause when I was little, I never played t-ball. I never did youth soccer. It was literally, I started swimming at the age of four and that's all I ever knew. And that's the only sport I ever did. But I think when I became a grad school when I went into grad school and became a grad coach, I real I kind of saw the other side of the sport. And I think that's really probably what kind of opened the doors to coaching because I saw how much more there is to learn and how much, you know, and being a swimmer, the avenue is very kind of straight and narrow. Whereas once you become a coach, it really opens up in all the different ways that you right. interact with the sport. And then of course there was, you know, the recruiting aspect, which was brand new, you know, being on that side of it. Um, and I really enjoyed that being younger. I, when I was a grad coach, I got a lot of responsibilities in that area. So that's also where I felt a lot of ownership in the program. So just kind of all those doors started to open up and really kind of, kind of, you know, open my mind to the idea of coaching and being like, wow, there's a lot here. And it <laughs> right. really was attractive to yeah. me. No question. We're talking to Dane Peterson and consuming a diving coach at James Madison signed a contract extension earlier this week through the 26-27 campaign as he's had tremendous success. And we'll talk about that as we continue. And just your time at JMU, you guys have had so much success. Um, what What is it about this place that, that has made you stay so long and, and that, that has wanted you to stay so long? It, it certainly is a special place. There's no doubt about that. What kind of what has it been for you? Yeah, I think, first of all, it's just the JMU community. 
Um, you know, obviously, as being a college coach, you're on a lot of different college campuses. Um, you see a lot of different shapes and sizes of campuses and student bodies and communities of, at the college level. And I, I just, you know, of course, I'm biased. I've been here 16 years, so I'm invested. But, you know, I just think JMU does have something unique. And I think when people step on that campus, whether it's as a prospective student, whether it's a recruit, whether it's a potential staff member or an employee or something like that, I think you feel that and experience it. And then when you're kind of in it and you're a part of it, um, it just continues to grow. And kind of that's, you know, one of the things that keeps me here. Of course, the support, you know, that we talked about earlier from administration has allowed us to be successful and continue to be successful and grow and expand what our idea of successful is. So, um, and then personally, like, you know, I, I, I was never a big city kind of guy. I think I probably could have lived in a big city right out of college, but you know, the size of Harrisonburg is, it fits my needs. The area of the country is gorgeous. Um, everything that the, the town, but also the area has to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you know, also really kind of aligns with what I what I like and what I enjoy. So it's just been kind of a perfect package, both professionally and personally. Yeah, no question. Again, we're talking to Dan Peterson, the swimming and diving coach at James Madison. And, you know, Coach, talk a little bit about this past season. Uh, moving into a new conference, you guys certainly had success um, in the new league in the Coastal Collegiate Sports Association. Um, there could be some changes coming that, that could be on the near horizon, which we'll talk about in a second. But how was this last year with changing and getting into a different conference and, and kind of the moving parts of that? Yeah. Um, compared, you know, this sounds crass, so I apologize in advance, but compared to getting kicked out of your conference, <laughs> it was easy. Um, you know, I love it. I love a, it. That's a change that nobody anticipates. But in the landscape of changing conferences and, you know, how the collegiate landscape just as a whole is just changing with all this conference realignment stuff and everything. You know, I think changing a conference when it's designed and planned is something that we're all starting to get used to or thinking about or planning. And, you know, that's on the forefront of our brain. But, you know, compared to the year prior where you're halfway into your season and then you find out the, the championship meet that you were getting ready for is no longer in existence because, you got kicked out of your conference. Like that was complete chaos. And we were all in the dark and we all didn't know how to forward. Contrast that with this year. And, you know, we knew we were going into the CCSA conference. We knew it was a larger conference. You're talking 11 teams. Even when we were back in the CAA, there were only seven. So four additional teams, that's more competition. That's more excitement. It's a brand new cast of teams that we don't always see. So that's also exciting because you're like, Ooh, I don't know what to expect and who's going to be good and where and swimming and diving. And so all those different moving pieces actually is really, it's exciting and and kind of infuses your program with energy. So it was, it was just like the newness of it all was also very, was so exciting. And then also coming off of the weirdness for lack of a better term of the year (laughs) previous, it was just really exciting. It, It was fun. And the meet, the championship meet at the end was was awesome. It was a lot of fun, and you know everybody there was so welcoming in terms of the other teams and coaches and athletes. So it was it was a cool experience, and you know something that was different, but not different in a hard way, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely, no question about that. We're talking to Dane Peterson, swimming and diving coach at James Madison. They finished as the runners up this past year um, in the CCSA, and you know that that had to make you pretty proud. Again, in each of your nine years, you're either one or finished second at the conference championship meet. That means a lot to you to sustain that success, doesn't it? Uh, it it does, but what it what it really means is it, 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 I want that for our athletes. You know, it, it's nice that our athletes, you know, who are, I mean, 
you know, when we built up to that success, nobody had kind of reached that mountaintop before. You know, when I first arrived, it had been a very, very, when I first arrived as, as an assistant, it had been a very, very long time since we had won. And we kind of had to start from the bottom and work our way up. And there were a lot of things that went into that that I won't bore your audience with. But, <laughs> um, you know, but now as, as classes come in and there's a little bit of a level, whether it's spoken or unspoken or conscious or subconscious of that level of expectation, of course, that success is what draws them here. But then they get here and then there's kind of almost an assumption that you're going to maintain that which isn't as easy as just showing up and doing the work. So I'm really happy with our athletes, how much, especially over the last two years, the amount of change and uncertainty, that's really the hardest part. Change is always hard for all of us in our human nature. It's hard to change. But when we know where we're going and why we're going there, it's a little bit easier. But there's just been so much uncertainty in the last two years. And for this, for those this year's team and then last year's team to be able to conduct themselves how they how they have and then on top of that have great results and great finishes i think that speaks a lot about about the athletes that we have on our on our team well and, and talk a little bit about this year's team and, and some of the athletes that stood out for you just because again they, they've been through a lot these last couple of years especially when you go back to even covid and then getting kicked out of the ca and then again there's been a lot that's happened the last few years uh, for a lot of these student athletes uh, around campus but um this team seemed to be pretty connected and together and, and and there were some great performances throughout the entire year from a lot of different student athletes yeah i the 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 connected, you know, the term that you just used, connected, that's definitely something like we always preach team and closeness and team dynamic and chemistry, but then when you go through all those challenges mm-hmm. you just listed off, like it really makes you reevaluate and realize the only thing you can really control is what, what we're doing. You can't control what's outside of you. And I thought this team specifically um, did a great job of that. And I think it started with our seniors who necessarily weren't all the highest performers they were they, they were but they were great leaders in all the different ways that we needed people to lead on our team we don't vote for captains we don't elect captains we don't assign captains every year our senior class are our captains so whether we have a senior class of four or whether we have a senior class of 12 whatever whoever the seniors are that's who the captains are so it really started with our seniors this year i thought they did a great job of identifying a few things where we could be better as a team and one of those was just getting together and being around each other away from the pool. You know, we all have our identities as swimmers and divers, but just being relaxed and casual and social together. And they did a really good job. They, they organized a lot of things. They allowed the team to organize a lot of things. And I thought our performance resulted in a lot of the work that they put in. Um, but then we just, we had a lot of great swims. I think um, our sprint freestylers this year, was a mixture of, of brand new freshmen, but then also seniors in a fifth year. And, you know, they took down two of our oldest sprint freestyle records, uh, relay records in the 200 free and the 400 free relay. So that was really excited to see, to see those records go down because they've been up there over a decade. So um, to have this mixture of two people on opposite ends of the spectrum, just starting out their career and then people that were trying to put a bow on their career and, and, you know, retirement was on the horizon to see them all come together and figure out a way to kind of break those records was really fun. And then scattering in other, other pieces of, of those relay teams. Um, and then I just thought across the board, we did really well. Um, we had people performing in every event at a really high level. And that was, that was a lot of fun. It was really fun to see. Um, and just makes that championship meet so much more exciting. And then of course we have really, really dominant divers. Right, and that yeah. continued. Of course we have a first year, 
my assistant and my diving coach. It's their first year this year, but it was really cool to see our diving program continue that momentum and build upon it and have great results because we, on the swimming side of things, draw a lot of momentum and energy from them and vice versa. So um, they did an outstanding job. Um, and as a new as a new coach, like that was important for KR. He's our diving coach um, to kind of create all those relationships and continue that. And, and he has a wealth of knowledge in the sport of coaching and in diving. So um, that was really fun to see as well. Again, we're talking with Dan Peterson, head coach of the JMU swimming and diving team. As again, he signed a contract extension through the twenty six twenty seven campaign. And talk about KR a little bit and him coming in. And you're right, you guys were dominant in diving in every meet you had, the conference meet as well. Everything you guys were really dominant. And, and how about that? That that connection, we'll use that word again, just that he is able to, to, was able to get with your student-athletes in year number one. Um, that's pretty special to come in and continue to do what you guys have done in the past. Yeah, I think um, it, we're really lucky to have him. I'm so happy he's here. I think when you look at his resume, um, his experience kind of jumps off the page and kind of gets your attention to begin with. I mean, he has national and international coaching experience. So he's coached top-level athletes in multiple countries. Um, he's coached all Americans at the collegiate level. Um, he's had college stops where he's been there for a long time and had great success. So we were, I consider us very fortunate for us to get a coach with such an, uh, an accomplished and established resume. So I think he kind of a little respect before he even steps on deck, but then also his, once he steps on deck and the way he interacts with our athletes, you can tell his knowledge is just limitless. Um, his understanding of the sport is so high level. And this is me, a swim coach, explaining this. So, you know, any <laughs> divers that may be listening, I'm going to butcher it. But I think I'm in the clear for the majority of your listeners. I think so, but, too. Um, They're with you. <laughs> uh, um, so, but from what I know as a swim coach, observing diving, you know, the last 25 years at the collegiate level, um, his, his knowledge and his ability to communicate that knowledge and coach in different ways, because just like every athlete is different, every diver has different streaks and weaknesses, but there's so much more verbal interaction and in diving than there is in swimming, mainly because our athletes have their faces in the water and they can't talk and they can't hear us if we're yelling at them. But after every single dive, there's communication between a dive coach and a diver, but you have to do that differently with each individual diver. And so I think his understanding of how to teach maybe the same skill in a dozen different ways really accelerated that process of the divers buying into what he what he was teaching and what he was coaching and also trusting him. And I think that that's why you didn't really see a hiccup in the success of our diving program, but actually it, ex- it excelled and even stepped further. It did, yeah, no question about that. And you mentioned Rebecca Yost was a first-year assistant for you as well, and that's sometimes kind of nerve-wracking to ha- to have a new new assistant coach coming in. You're so used to, <laughs> to old ways and everything like that, but it seemed like it worked really well for you guys. Yeah, it was seamless. Um, you know, she – just because of the transition and the job hiring process, you know, of course, I'm sure every coach you talk to hires new assistants. The job hiring process never goes as fast as you want it to. <laughs> um, and just, you know, with her trying to, to finish out where she was and do right by her previous employer, you know, she, she probably got here a week or two later than she wanted. She actually, we had already started school. Um, so she got here just a day or two into the year. Um, so that always makes you feel, you're always, always, anxious and excited and kind of nervous but then when you also feel like maybe you're just a slight step behind um but she was she was flawless this year like she stepped right into her role learned all of her duties both on the coaching side but also the administrative side her position 
carries the brunt load of all of our administrative duties mm-hmm. from travel to food to equipment, apparel. Like she's really responsible for all that, and she got it seamlessly. Um, you know, I I could tell immediately. Like she knew what she was doing. She was confident. She was intelligent. She was hard, incredibly hardworking. She asked questions along the way, and you know, it really seemed like. Although she might have been like a duck on a pond with her feet going a million miles an hour, she really seemed in control of everything. And, oh, by the way, she was learning 32 new faces, new personalities, where they're from, and and all of our athletes. And I think um, the biggest sign to me that everything was going really well was we weren't even a week or two into the season and and swimmers and were already hanging out in her office, just killing time, stopping by. And um, so I knew I knew then that it, it was going to be a great fit, and it has been. It's been. I'm really excited. We get an actual summer together <laughs> right. to plan the upcoming season. You know, because last year she just arrived, and I was like, "Look, I'm sorry, I've kind of done all the pre-planning for the season, but just I'll try to teach you as much as I can." But this summer we actually get to grow and, and create it right. together. So I'm really excited about that process. No question. We're talking to Dan Peterson, swimming and diving coach at James Madison, signed a contract extension earlier this week. And you guys had a lot of young swimmers that, that were really, really talented. Um, uh, it's, obviously, the future continues to be bright, but but you had some very some young kids really perform well for you this year. We did. Um, you know, I think freshman year is always a weird year. Yeah. Um, and I, I tell – but you know who who knows if they actually listen the swimming part's actually the easy part because it's what they know it's familiar it might be a completely different training system it's obviously different teammates but the water is still the water and the swimming part is actually the most familiar part i i try to tell them at the beginning of the year your freshman year success will probably be more determined on like do you figure out like your timeline for eating and when you're going to do your homework and where you're going to study and how much time to commit to each individual thing? It's really the stuff, the life stuff outside of the pool that probably determines, you know, when they're going to be, how, how successful they can be or not, you know, when they're going to, when their bedtime is going to be, you know, just real basic stuff that they're having to make all those decisions on their own. So I think our freshman class, you know, when you look at, how they adjusted their academic load, like they're excellent in the classroom. I think that greatly helped. Um, they, they just all came in. They were observant. They asked questions. They learned from their upperclassmen. And I think that allowed them to, to kind of just relax in the water, work hard, and, and really be high achieving. It was really fun to see them kind of grow throughout the year. And I, I think that change is really one of the biggest successes for them. So I'm really excited. I think sophomore year is going to be a breeze for them um, because they've already kind of done all the hard work. Talk about recruiting coach for you guys. I know it never stops, but but is it is it still pretty intense in the summer more than than, than other times? Yeah, I know you probably talk every coach you talk to it's probably different ebbs and flows because yeah. it seems like we all have different recruiting calendars. Um, as we're talking, I don't know when this will go to air, but as we're talking today actually marks the first day we can start recruiting the next class, which okay. is the 2025 class. So, and we haven't finished our 2024 class. So, the classes overlap now, um, which doubles the work. Um, so, and that's, but that's, that's just part of the job. You know, I'm, I'm not complaining about it, but when you have, you know, we have two swim coaches and one diving coach and KR is our diving coach is responsible for recruiting all the divers. Um, and then Becca and myself are responsible for recruiting all the swimmers. The, the way our, our makeup of our roster goes next year, we'll have 22 swimmers and eight divers. So that's about where our ratio exists. Um, so yeah, it's the summer is busy in a different way. In fact, the summer is probably busier with floor recruiting because we're doing like right now. It's just 
you're casting the net so wide. So what does that mean? It means lots of phone calls, lots of text messages, lots of reaching out. Hey, are you interested? Oh, okay, you are. Let's schedule a call. So, you know, if we want to sign in this 2025 class, if we want to sign five to six swimmers, you know, we have to cast the net and, you know, not 10 times that, but, you know, probably (laughs) about that, actually. I mean, you know, you've got (laughs) to, if you want five or six, you probably got to talk to almost a hundred. And that's just a lot of time. It's not necessarily hard. It's just putting in that time. And, oh, by the way, you're also trying to develop relationships. So um, Mm -hmm. it's not just, okay, I made that 20-minute phone call, check it off the box. It's like, no, you're trying to foster a relationship to where that 16-year-old is going to trust you and become interested in your university. So I think that challenge, that's the challenge of recruiting. Are you done with your class for next season, for this upcoming season? For 2023, yes, we are done. We are finished. Um, And it is a smaller class, but that was by design. Um, We have four incoming freshmen, three swimmers and one diver. And then um, we also have a transfer coming in who will, excuse me, who will be a sophomore. Mm -hmm. And and then talk about the transfer portal for you guys in swimming and diving. I know in in some sports, obviously football, basketball, and those sports, it's crazy. In others, it's it's becoming that way as well. Is that still something that that is – kind of gone gone haywire here in swimming and diving also that there's just so many kids transferring not to the extent of you know i think men's basketball is probably the one that <laughs> right. has been the most out of control um no we are definitely i would say on the farther end of the spectrum of being a little bit more controlled when compared to some of those bigger more popular sports um however it i think it was kind of the portal window i think really helped swimming and diving i don't know the effect that it had on other sports but from what I've seen, the n- amount of names going in, um, and this is just my personal opinion. I haven't talked to other coaches in my field as much about it. But from my personal opinion, I think that 60-day portal window for us really kind of helped. Um, we've, I think I haven't done the numbers, but from an observation, as opposed to the first years of the portal where it was just wide open all the time, that this year it seems to be way more concentrated in terms of there's fewer names and the names that are going in seem to have taken more thought into it um, just from the interactions that I, you know, we don't, we don't actively plan on recruiting the portal. It's more very much um, circumstantial. It's like, Oh, okay. We have this one area of need. Is there anybody in the portal or somebody will reach out to us because maybe they know somebody on our team or, or they they've heard of us or something like that. So it's very kind of more individual as opposed to, okay, there's let's, let's reach out to these 30 names in the portal. Um, so like I said, going back, the portal window, I think has really drastically reduced the amount of names in the portal. And it seems like it's made people be more intentional and thoughtful about that process. Yeah. And we'll end with this again. Mr. Bourne said last month that there's a a pretty good chance that the (laughs) Sunbelt would, (laughs) would, uh, sponsor swimming and diving if they can get a couple of, uh, of, of other teams involved in this, um, Nothing has been announced. Uh, again, you, you probably know more than, than what you can say, but is that exciting that that could happen here in the near future? I, yes, for sure. Um, it's very exciting. Anytime you can be under the same roof as the rest of your, as the majority of the rest of your athletic department. I know field hockey and lacrosse had to find their own homes as well. Um, but anytime your new conference wants to support and sponsor and spend money time and energy sponsoring your sport. Like that's exciting. Um, the other exciting part is they're going to rely heavily on those host, those original member institutions like JMU who have swimming mm-hmm. and diving to help create and plan it and make it our own. So we get to really 
a lot of input and say and create it, create what we want. And there's not a lot of voices in that room if, you know, if this were to actually happen. Right. <laughs> um, if this was to actually come to fruition. Um, but That's it, exciting. it's really exciting. It, and it's also something new. Right. You know, like, like I said, new equals excitement. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never been a part of a new conference. I've never been a part of how does a sport even get started with a sponsorship? You know, that's all things I've had to learn as a head coach, and it's been really interesting and fascinating, sometimes frustrating. <laughs> um, but but it, it, it's also fun. No question. So, again, hopefully we'll find out some more news here soon about that. But, again, Dane Peterson, my guest here on the show. Coach, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Congratulations again, and we'll talk again pretty soon. All right. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me. It was a, This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much.